Welcome back to week three of the Kawhi and Friends Fantasy Podcast as part of the Omni Sports Network. Now, before we get into any basketball action, we get into any fantasy, I would be remiss if we didn't start with Bobby Labita's Savage Takedown of the Week. Now, if you've been paying attention, the move to the Clippers for James Harden so far has not been the most successful one, in which a Dallas Mavericks uh, commentator uh, said one of the most epic monologues I've ever seen. It's such a wonderful takedown that I will perform it with music. Ask the producer to pipe this into the Clippers rocker room. So I can talk to you, James. I hope you're taking notes. I'm telling you in advance, you're welcome for the wisdom I'm about to spew. Because listen, I get on my knees every night and pray for someone to believe me. Like Daryl Moore, Moore, I believed in you. You wanted a certain coach. They brought in Mike D'Antoni. You wanted a certain style. They played it. You wanted Dwight Howard. They brought him in and got rid of him when you were tired of him you wanted wanted chris paul they brought him in and got rid of them when you were tired with him they brought in your old friend russell Westbrook. you want to go on to vegas on off days they looked away you wanted the team to stay over so you could go out at night they changed the schedule and it didn't work and you know what you said i'm not gonna break uh break up with my woobie good not good enough i see the bright lights of new york And I want to go there. My old pal, Kevin Durant. It's going to work, the big three. And all after one year, you wanted out. You realized, oh my gosh, I took the guy for granted. This guy believed in me, and I wanted back with Daryl Morey. They traded Ben Simmons for you. And how did they pull that off? And you know what? You went there, and you got a partner who got the MVP. He won the MVP, and what did you say afterwards? You said, they didn't hand me the reins. You're the point guard. You were holding the reins. And what did you do when you had the reins? You scored nine points in game seven against Boston. You blew a three to two series lead. So they fired their coach. Not good enough. You broke up with the guy that believed in you again. You said, the bright lights of LA. That's where I want to go. Let's see how that works. Listen, James. Have you ever had those friends who are bad roommates? Over and over, they complain about their bad roommates. This guy's terrible. This bad roommate here. They never thought about to be self-aware enough that they're the bad roommate. They're the problem. Hey, James, you're the problem. If this doesn't work this year in this system with this team, then you're going to go out and point figures at everybody else. And then when you're going to go back home and you're going to start swiping right for another team, There, there's not going to be another one left. Because, James, you're not the beard. You're not the system. You're the problem. Whoo-wee! That was such a savage takedown. And while everyone is piling on in James Harden, I almost feel bad for the guy. Because that was that was a just a two-minute monologue out of nowhere where they just... They just they just eviscerated the poor guy. But don't worry. There were enough savage moments to go around this week, including Taylor Jenkins, coach of Memphis Grizzlies, what he thought about the refs after the last game. Sure, uh, settle up. Uh, one of the most poorly officiated games I've ever seen recorded. I'm fine with it. 
fucking atrocious. Fucking atrocious. Well, I hope those fines are worth it, Taylor, because you're going to be getting some of them. But let's go from some sad news to happy news. There were some great stat lines this week, including Anthony Edwards and the Timberwolves going 38-9-7 on 15 out of 25 field goals for with a plus 18 against the Celtics in a win. The Timberwolves look good. But my favorite performance of the week And this hurts quite a bit because I had him last year. I saw the vision, but the vision did not see me. Tyrese Maxey getting his first 50-point performance. And this is coming on the eve of what I would consider the sad news of the week, where Kelly Ombre got hit by a car in a hit-and-run incident and is going to be out of basketball for a period of time. And after the game, Tyrese said, after scoring 50 points, that this was for Kelly. Not for him, but for Kelly. (laughs) That's just a really good teammate. And speaking of really good teammates, let's hear about LeBron, what he had to say about Cam Reddish. Cam Reddish got the start tonight. What did he show you? Uh, Nothing. I've already known this in Cam. And uh, to all the uh, naysayers and basketball savants that don't know nothing about basketball and telling me I should have shot that shot in Miami instead of passing to Cam Reddish, well, I did the same thing tonight because I trust my teammates and I make the right play every single time. And uh, game ball go to Cam Reddish for sure. I just want someone to believe in me like LeBron believes in Cam Reddish. And in this week, the two of my my favorite plays, my favorite play dunk of the week, goes to Jalen Brown over Ruby uh, Rudy Gobert. Brown obliges on the blowby. Stuffs oh, it. Gobert's oh my God! He climbed the Stifle Tower. The Stifle Tower got climbed by Jalen Brown. And even though the, he might think the earth may be flat, thankfully that ball is round. And in the what moment of the week, we have Giannis getting ejected for making two attempts of eye contact after a dunk. Giannis got ejected in maybe one of the softest ejections I've seen since Tim Duncan laughed a little too hard. (laughs) And that concludes my moments of the week. But let's start talking about how the basketball standings are shaking out in the NBA. Starting in the East, we have a a tie for third place with the Indiana Pacers and Miami Heat. Uh, Both teams kind of feel very different to me. Indiana is young and exciting and all this energy. And Miami is older and more methodical than well-coached. But both are fun teams. Then you have in second, you have Boston, who... Again, what else can I say about Boston? You got Jalen Brown. You got Jason Tatum. They're a good duo, and it hurts as an L.A. fan to say that. And in the East, still number one, we have the Sixers. And I think this Sixers team is the best Sixers team I've seen since maybe AI. This this team looks dominant. Tyrese is able to unload in a way that I've always felt he had that talent. Um, but there are other players in front of him, and he just looks good. Now, over to the West. The third-seeded team in the West is the Minnesota Timberwolves. Again, they're looking good with their stifle tower, even though Jalen Brown conquered it. And then we have Dallas, who they're 
look so much better than they did last year. Clearly having some offseason time has allowed the two stars to work together. And Dallas is tied for first with Denver, and uh, both are 8-2. and two. Denver looking great, but they lost to the four-seeded Houston Rockets, who are currently making a splash. Houston Rockets have talent up and down their roster. The question is, can this new team put it together in gel? And frankly, they're looking they're looking pretty good. The Cool Eye and Friends podcast. We're going to be looking at last week. I'm going to be talking about the top in each category and the top three from last week and then the top three overall. I think last time going through everyone's best and worst category, well, uh, not a terrible idea, probably is a little too confusing over audio. So last week was maybe one of the wildest weeks I've ever seen in fantasy basketball. And you'll listen here because you'll notice a trend when I start speaking. Last week, the best in field goal percentage was Kenny. The best in free throws percentage was Scott. The best in three points made was Fosse. Last week, the best in rebounds was RG. Last week, the best in assists was Millie. Last week, the best in steals was a tie for Rashi and Kenny. Last week in blocks, there was a tie for first place with Jesse and Rashi. Next, the leader last week in turnovers was Cameron. And the leader in points was Zach. Now, if you notice one thing, I was saying a lot of different names. That's right, in the nine categories, there are nine different leaders. Meaning, if your name is not Bobby, which is mine, Kevin, or Geraldine, you were winning one of the nine categories last week, which goes to show that this league is wide open, and I think anyone has a chance. So even if you're near the bottom, there's still so much time. Last week, according to my power rankings, the third best team in week three was Jesse. In week three, the second best team was Fosse. And in week three, your best team was the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Kenneth Kunanen himself. But now let's look at the season power rankings. The season power rankings look at overall scores plus winning percentage. I may ch- change and tweak this as the season goes on just because winning percentage is a little too strong, I think, in um, in determining these rankings. Uh, but in third place in my season power rankings, we have Scott. In second place, for the very first time, we have Jesse. And in first, he was the best last week, and according to my numbers, the best currently in the league, first place, best Roto score, we have Mr. Kenny Kunanen himself. As always, everyone, please, please, please don't forget to put your fantasy players in. And I wish wish you another great and wonderful week in this terrible activity that we choose to do on a weekly basis called fantasy basketball.